IoT professionals out there in the industry. Welcome to Real World IoT. I am Ken Briota. I will be your host. This podcast has been created by 151 Advisors to help you, the listeners, and the uh, larger IoT industry itself drill down into what issues are really facing you, what challenges are you overcoming, and most importantly, what are the strategic ways to overcome those challenges and lead to a more profitable and more ubiquitous internet of things. So that's our mission here on uh, Real World IoT. I am very excited to uh, to jump right in here. And my guest, Mario uh, from Cisco and I are going to talk a little bit about uh, expectations versus uh, reality. How are you today, hey, Mario? Ken, how are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, in case the folks aren't uh, familiar with you, why don't you give us a little insight into, uh, into yourself and your background and, and what your day-to-day is like. Sure, Ken. My name is Mario Fernandez. I'm actually uh, with Cisco but the part of Cisco called Cisco Jasper. Um, Jasper is the, um, we are the SaaS platform for cellular management, um, SIM management, and NBIOT management, actually, uh, for Cisco. So we are a company, to the Jasper company, we were bought um, clo- closing in on almost two years ago. Um, the company has about 400 uh, 400 employees today still has Jasper employees, I'd say. I mean, Cisco, obviously, but came with Jasper. Uh, but we've also uh, recently, in the last six months, our um, GM, right, uh, Jahangir Muhammad, is now also the head of uh, IoT for Cisco. So when I, and when I say that, um, he's the head of the sales side, uh, some of the programs and the uh, products and sales. So not necessarily hardware, but um, but he also took that on, I think, He's got quite a few more folks under his wing as well. Um, my day-to-day, I have actually the pleasure of managing, in my opinion, the, the, the largest, most well-organized uh, telecom group in, globally, and that's AT&T. Uh, so I'm one of um, actually six folks on the ground that help manage uh, the relationship that we have with AT&T. Um, that includes both channel responsibilities. So when AT&T um, works with us internally, they have about 90 business development managers, all in different verticals that we work with. And as they bring in deals, uh, we help bring in different resources to match those needs and hopefully bring the kind of customer to the end and get them launched. Uh, the other responsibilities that I have uh, are more hunting responsibilities. So I spend a good time of my day uh, traveling. So I go to a lot of the shows, uh, visit with a lot of uh, customers. So um, I've become very, very adept at uh, qualifying folks. And what I mean by that is there's, as you kind of in your intro, there's a lot going on out there uh, with IoT, <laughs> you know. And um, one of the things that I've really developed a, almost a sixth sense for is trying to figure out in a fairly short time what a customer wants to do, you know, and also what they're kind of missing. So those are two things that, so those are the two things I spend most of my time doing. So I'm, I'm curious just to, before we jump into the the main discussion here, what do you, what do they want to do? What are you finding out there? Are there some sort of trends that you're seeing that, uh, 
that some of your customers are asking for figuring out how to do, or is that sort of just, it really depends. I mean, every, every customer wants to every, all of them pretty much are wanting to launch a product to capture some sort of data. I mean, at the end of the day, whether it's, whether it's a customer's habits, whether it's, you know, tying in data that's always been there and finally, you know, bringing that data together and, and, you know, using it, it's, it's all pretty much the same thing as far as that goes. Um, where they differ is just the business models in general. And the other part where they differ very heavily, probably the part that I see the, the greatest amount of, and I'll say a disparity is that their, their understanding of how to get there. Um, I mean, a lot of folks that come in with a, with a very, very different understanding, you know, where I, as of, you know, and I, I'll, I'll say this quite honestly, I, I tend to talk from a position of experience. I've been in this area, um, for almost 15 years. Um, and I know yeah. I'm called other, other things, but for the most part, been doing this a while. And when folks come to you and from their different backgrounds and express, and they say, well, here's our here's what I was thinking, or here's the game plan, you know, sometimes it, it's just, it's, 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 sometimes it's an education and sometimes it's sure. reality slapping me, them in the face that, you know, you've got to roll up your sleeves. And uh, I, there's, there's a lot of repeat going on out there, right? I mean, some of what we're doing today in IoT has been, been going on for a long time. And I tell folks, you know, stick to what's simple. Um, don't, don't over, analyze these things and um you know don't don't think you have to spend all this money or hire all these people um there is a lot more today that can be done through simplifying things and and using automation and stuff where frankly you can become very small and nimble and do quite well in this industry but uh unfortunately sure. what i see is is the other side where they're trying to gather too much information and they're trying to test too many things without sticking to what they know best. And uh, um, so what do you mean by, I want you to expand a little bit on simplifying because I think that that's an important point. I think that there are a lot of organizations that either haven't got into IoT yet or really haven't started to scale yet that think it's going to be very, very complicated and don't know, and it seems daunting to get involved. And conversely, I think that there are organizations out there that are working in the IoT, especially in the industrial side, that are way overcomplicating what they need to be doing. And that if they could figure out how to simplify and, and streamline their their networks and their process, they'd be much more efficient and uh, and and be able to get better data. Uh, yeah. First of all, is that does that assessment seem correct yeah. to you? And and yeah, how how does that simplicity happen? One thing that I do tell folks quite a bit is you know. And, and don't don't think you're so you know don't don't think you're so special don't don't immediately assume that you're the only one that's thought about this or hasn't done this already or hasn't failed or or had success in some respects i i see that people are rushing to launch as opposed to doing the research so a lot of times oh, for sure and i've got to always be careful i'm under nda in a lot for a lot of <laughs> hear a lot of things and what what really or 
you know, it, it's not really that hard with the internet today. I mean, 15 years ago, I could understand that. But nowadays with the internet, with, with the, all the databases that are out there and all the failures that you can easily research and all the companies and how easily people are, are able to talk freely and, and publish things, you know, do the research first. Um, and and right. it doesn't mean that because someone's done it or someone's failed, it doesn't mean that you can't do better. But people need to learn from that. So the first thing I tell them is, you know, a lot of times I'll say, have you done the research? Because I could probably, without breaking any NDAs, point you to two or three or four. That that immediately, in my case, brings credibility to the table, right? So one of the advantages of being at Cisco is the name lends a lot of credibility. And the resources and everything that we have here they're just, they're, they're just, you know, when you have a lot of money in the bank and you have folks that want to be at a company, you know, you've got databases and you've got uh, you just execution and, and you've got so much experience that you can use for a customer. So I always tell folks in the meetings, do the research, pick my brain. That's really the first thing. Um, the second thing when it comes to simplicity is, you know, try to keep it a straight line. You know, the old adage of going from A to Z or, you know, that's the quickest, quickest way is, is a straight line. That is, <laughs> yeah. that is true. I mean, you don't have to have so many versions of something. You don't need to try to grab all the business that's out there at one time. You know, stick to it. You know, aim small. If you aim small, again, you, you miss, you miss, you miss in a small way. I mean, to, to me. I, I think those are the two things that I usually tell clients that come to me that that maybe have um, maybe have an idea or 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 a gathering information. That, I hear that a ton, and I, I'll yeah. tell you right now. Just just last week, you know, I sat down with a major manufacturer out of Germany, and the the one thing the guy said to me was, "I just want you to know, you know, we don't we don't have a particular." Um, you know, there isn't a deal in place. There isn't. A, I'm just gathering the research. I said, look, <laughs> just be careful how much you gather, man. Just you know, focus. Yeah. I told him, if anything, try to grab two or three things to focus on as soon as possible. The, as far as you know, uh, if, if like for instance, if they want to connect, you know, machinery or something, uh, fixing right. on one or two things and and work on trying to build that straight line. You know, go from where you're at now to where you want to be. Um, sure. Those primarily, uh, Ken, are the two things that I like to focus on in the beginning as far as simple. So, yeah. And, and I think that's, uh, that's super good advice. And I think the, uh, the listeners will agree. I'm curious about uh, something you said right before we jumped on the call, which was about uh, sort of the, our, our main topic here, which is expectation versus, versus delivered reality. Okay. Um, is that a, that seems like a facet of this complexity, simplicity conversation too, because if, if I, as a, uh, end user or, or, you know, implementer of IOT don't really understand because everything's so complex, what I'm asking for, and I can't ask for something clearly, I'm not necessarily going to get what I think I'm expecting. And uh, conversely, if, if the, supplier if the vendor doesn't uh doesn't 
explain in a simple, simple way, in a realistic way, in a way that presents real deliverables, the, the expectations and the reality can be vastly different. I mean, you, you said you've seen some of that. Can you give me some examples? Well, so, so what you're touching on affects the industry in general. And I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily IoT. It, it could be any industry, right, that, that's, that, <laughs> that's greenfield like this. The reality sure. is, okay, take, for instance, my, my job. If I just did my job, uh, let's just say my job, uh, my responsibilities is to, is to show the platform, right, the control center platform. Um, right. I'm very fortunate because my background is in telecom and in some, in some smaller plays where, frankly, to win the business is very, very difficult. I was not with, you know, the number one carrier in the country. So, you know, right. it, it was a struggle and, and you constantly had to work. And I worked a lot with integrators, so I had to worry about them keeping their, you know, their doors opened, right? I mean, um, right. every day was a battle just to make sure that, that they understood, that I understood their business, that I was going to be do things in their best interest, even in, even in times when, when times were, were slow. But, but now, since I'm with a company, look, what we do today is very, very simple. When I talk about SIM management, um, if you want to use a SIM from AT&T today, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm simplifying things, there are, there are other ways to do this, but for the most part, um, if you're going to use a SIM for IoT today, you're going to have our platform. It's simple as that. Um, my, my pitch, so to speak, or my presentation in a nutshell could be 15 minutes. So when someone meets me, no matter where they are in their think, their thought process, no matter what title they hold, no matter what their interests really are, they're going to get 15 minutes of the same thing. I could leave it at that. And frankly, they may even sign the contract in the end. Okay. Because it's so simple. There, in, in my case, there aren't many competitors in what we truly do. See, I know we haven't got into what we do, but to replicate what <laughs> Jasper has is, is very, very difficult out, you know, for sure. a competitor to just come in and do that. However, that being said, if I was on their, if I was in their shoes, if I was an integrator looking at what I do, or if I was an end customer looking at what I'm telling them, I would get worried that, okay, this sounds great. It sounds too good because it is. And it's a very simple story. So I have to, every single meeting every single presentation i have to go well outside the boundaries of what i normally do right or what i'm compensated to do to really touch on what the customer is thinking and and most importantly what they're missing i had a customer the other day in fact um while we were talking and uh i could tell they began getting a little impatient not about what we were talking about but something else was going on um so you know when the call ended and a few people got off i said to him i said you know this is my third call with you and uh i noticed something's changed you're you're not as focused as you were before and he, he begins to open up and tell me that there's a big piece that fell through okay Ooh. a big part of so if you think about the iot stack they like to say right if we're somewhere yeah. in the middle, he's his his he was he was looking to stand up a customer in two months and he'd spent a lot of time, and I didn't know this, time and effort with another group to stand up a piece of it and it fell through. 
what I did immediately was I sent them up with three other calls with three other vendors that I knew. Right. And right. he took that as, I mean, just, a, you know, relief. He, you know, he says to <laughs> me, I, I just didn't expect to get that type of feedback. I, I you know, and, and I get that. And, and what I guess I'm telling you is to, to really execute well in, in this type of field. And if you want the expectation to be better, in other words, like I told you before, if I, I sign up a customer for a hundred, hundred things and they only activate 30 things, that, that's a little depressing. 30%. Right. Is <laughs> if, if I can help them with other aspects, bring in other pieces again in in a non i become a consultant more or less right at the end i know is probably in pretty good shape what i need to get done but i think i'm bringing faster the market right i think also letting them realize the ins and outs of what they're missing I'll, i'll tell you one major one that people don't think about is billing they get down to the end they sign everything they even get to launch and they realize they don't know how to bill so Right. Things like that, that we review the process with folks where, you know, every single customer, every single one of them, uh, perspective, I should say prospect, I review (laughs) what they've got going on. And that is, um, sometimes that's a real hard conversation. Some of these folks have invested a lot of time and money. It it could mean their job. And, uh, you know, I had another one the other day came to us. Uh, he had brought in some equipment from outside the country. he was told it was certified or that it could work. He didn't, he didn't understand really what certification meant, but when it came to, right. time to lighting them up and putting them on, you know, we could have waited yeah. that long. But when I found out beforehand, about two months before, um, I was able to talk to them and say, listen, this is bad news, but imagine how bad it would have been come January or something when all your stuff would have been <laughs> cut down. Right. Right. And, and, and so, you know, we turn that thing around, we show them the other stuff that's going on. We show them how he can jump. Maybe now it's a good time for him to leapfrog the competition because he's going to get in on new stuff like LTEM. So it's important, you know, Ken, to not only not only understand where you sit, right, what I've got accomplished to make my money and to get Cisco forward, but you really got to understand what the customer wants. And I'm fortunate that I'm with a company that gives me those type of resources, right? And Personally, right. I've it, again. It's still a long sales cycle. You're talking six to eight months at minimum for a lot of these folks. But I, I will tell sure. you, between Cisco and AT and T, um, I've had a much better job when I ask the questions, qualify, and then bring in the resources. That that that's a wonderful place to to start wrapping it up. Um, before I let you go, I just I I always like to ask if you're talking to a company that's floundering or their growth is flat or they're, they're in a challenging place in the IOT. What's the piece of advice that you give? What do you think is the thing that can be transformative for them that will, that will help them move ahead? I mean, flat isn't necessarily bad either. Right. Um, (laughs) I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, I've had, when you talk in terms of flat, flat to me also screams one good thing, and that's stability. So the, the reality is, if, if I'm looking at a customer today that's, that's, you know, at least stable, if I can sit there and say stable, then 
you've really got to take some, I would tell them the best thing to do is, you know, after you've done the research, after you've spoken to people like myself, and I'll, and I'll tell you one thing, I know it's going to be sound a little cheesy because, um, <laughs> because this is for 151, right? But, you know, yeah. have you considered bringing in a third party? Stability is great. Anyone can build on stable ground. But if you keep looking at it, this, you know, if you keep looking at something the same way, you just keep doing the same mistakes. I always tell them, you know, you should consider bringing in a third party, several third parties. Try so bring in a consultant. Yeah. Um, bringing in groups within that, you know, within organizations like Cisco, for instance, that can help with other product sets so they can you can kind of piece things together. Buy yourself that kind of time. If you have a stable business today, and you know, don't wait around for that to become unstable or worse, start to drop. Start to make the investment today on bringing in folks that can look at it from other angles. That's what I do. I look at their business yeah. now. I try to shift it around. If they're willing to let me, I'll look at a few things. But that would be my advice to them is whatever you do, if you're truly stable, if you're truly flatlined, then it's time to really organize yourself to let, to, to, and then you may have to pay for it, but to bring folks sure. to pay you that to give you that true criticism. And I think there, finally, you may have given yourself the chance to grow. That's, uh, that, that I think is excellent advice and uh, a wonderful place to, uh, to, to wrap this up. Um, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to chat with us today. Uh, folks, uh, Mario Fernandez, where, how can folks get a hold of you if they want to follow up with you and, and chat with you more? Sure. Um, again, it's Mario Fernandez. Uh, email is M. A R F as in Frank E R N two at Cisco.com. And uh, that's probably one of the best places. Uh, my, my cell is 404 725 You are, uh, you are brave, Mario. Um, <laughs> right. All right. It, it's paid for um, by the company. That's what it's there for. There you go. Uh, really, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. This has been a, a really interesting and, and cool conversation. Uh, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for joining us. Well, folks, thank you for listening to this episode of Real World IoT powered by 151 Advisors. Make sure you go online to check out more content on how you can monetize the connected world at 151advisors.com. That's 151advisors.com for all the information and content like this podcast that will help you power your business and monetize your business into the next phase of the IoT. Thank you again for listening to Real World IoT powered by 151 Advisors. I am your host, Ken Briota, signing off. See you next time.